Welcome everyone to our next installment of the Upscale podcast. My name is Irina. I'm here with Mitch and Mitch is going to introduce our special guest for the episode. I do. We, uh, we have a guest on this episode. It is Troy Truddenham, Truddenham uh, <laughs> from C2Sky located down in Jindabyne. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, man. Yourself? Mate, I'm good, actually. Uh, if we're giving yeah. it a, a numerical value today, 9.47 That's uh, where nothing I'm feeling. Mate, nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, it's always no, it's a good time. It, is, it, it is. leaves a now, little bit of room for improvement, but it's it's still really good. It does. It leaves some room for tweaking. Yeah, there's always room. Always room. I like that. All right. So um, I reached out to you last night after you asked me a question in our platform. Um, and Troy, just for anyone listening, Troy is one of our coaching clients. Um, and we've made some really great progress in the past couple of months. And you know, I would, you're always one of those people, and this is just my perception of you. You're always one of those people that seems like they have a really upbeat attitude. You always do the work that's prescribed. You're always kicking goals. You're always moving forward. But you sent me a message last night and you asked me, you know, how do you, how do we always stay motivated? Now, how do we push back the demons? How do we not listen to the negativity that some people surround us with? And um, I was going to answer you. And then I realized, man, this is a long conversation. And I thought <laughs> it's a big text. <laughs> it's a, it is. It's a big, it's a big text because there's so many different variables and there's so many different things that we can do and try and, you know, different prescriptions and so on. But I just thought, what better thing to do than actually get you onto the podcast? Because everyone goes through this. Everyone struggles with this. Everyone feels this. And that's the first thing to really take note of is that everyone feels this in some way. Yeah. You're not one-off, you're not on your own, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought, why not let's have a chat about it, you know, and whether we come up with some solutions or epiphanies or whether we just all break down in tears, who cares? Let's not. Let's talk about it. (laughs) They can't see us, it's fine. We can They can't. (laughs) They can can hear my sobbing butt. (laughs) I'm just going to blame you. Yeah. So, look, what I'd love if you're open to being open uh, is – Where did the question come from? Because I'll be honest with you, and I spoke to Arena about this after our session that I had with you on Monday. Yeah. I actually said Troy seemed a little off. Yeah. So um, it, it's been happening on and off, or business has really enhanced it, um, but my whole life. Um, always tried to be such a high achiever and put a lot of pressure on yourself when you don't reach that mark or you're not doing as quick as possible. Um, but with business and what it was on Monday, um, just even seeing you know, people you love, like family, friends and stuff like that, like I had my parents down on the weekend, um, and they're not really business orientated. They're um, just always been sort of working for government and stuff like that. Um, and just even questions as as much as, or make sure you, you don't go too deep into it or, um, you know, or make sure you're always still in control of the business and all this sort of stuff. It's just sort of what they've always been taught or heard from friends or whatever. It's enough to sort of start second guessing yourself and your own progress. Like you know, sometimes I've got this huge vision and in my head, everything's working and I know the answer for everything. And then just a question like that from someone you love or a friend or just that, neg- that don't mean to be negative, but it's enough to really start second guessing yourself um, and really start going, oh, hang on, am I too deep in here? Or do I really need to take a step back and, and think about what I'm doing? Or it, am, I, am I over my, over my head or whatever? I feel like um, 
I actually have a very similar family. Like none of my family has a business themselves. And I'm the first one that actually has gone out and gone that step Mm -hmm. uh, to being self-employed and building something. And I actually totally get it. And it's like, I feel like, especially if you have like a risk adverse family, they're projecting their own fear onto you. And it's sometimes really hard to just like not get sucked into that. And yeah, exactly. I think one off comments all right, but then every time you see them or talk to them, they go, Oh, don't get any bigger, or yeah, you're better off smaller. It's what they've heard from their friends or whatever it is. Um, but it's definitely definitely enough, especially coming from a loved one, um, yeah. to really start to get some negativity um thoughts or negative thoughts. Yeah, look, this might surprise uh you and the listeners, but I actually came from the same. You know, my, my, I grew up with my grandparents um, and my grandfather, yes, was a businessman, but he didn't own his own business. You know, he was the uh, GM of um, the NRMA, which is um, you know, the, assur- the insurance division. And, you know, for him, it was always you go to work, you earn a great wage, they take care of you, and then you retire and you have your investments on the side. And what I always look at is for myself, businesses are just an investment. You know, so when he was sitting there and he was talking about, oh, no, you don't do your own business, you know, he was actually wrong in a way. You know, what he actually had in his properties and the investments in that space, they were businesses. They just, they just were, you know, it was a horse of a different color. It was the exact same thing. It was a vehicle that provided money. And, you know, he did risk mitigation and all those kind of things. What I think is important to note here is that you're talking about your circle. You're talking about loved ones and family that are projecting their stuff onto you. And it can be a a projection of fear, but it can also be a projection of what they've done that they were comfortable with. And as humans, we are designed, we are hardwired to do what is comfortable. Yep. Like all the things, all the modern comforts that we have, you know, back in the day, the stone age, you know, lying on a sheepskin was a comfort, you know, and you're not going to go and choose the hard rock over the sheepskin anymore. So we We're naturally designed to want to do what keeps us feeling comfortable. So all they're simply saying to you is, hey, Troy, why don't you do what I've felt comfortable doing? Because the thought of doing something different makes me feel uncomfortable. So it's not always fear. So that's the first thing. Just be mindful of what your own stuff is. Okay. Secondly, I do want to point out that we are normally the sum of our circle. And it's really important in business and in life that we have people by our sides cheerleading. You know, um, uh, let's go back six or seven months ago. I went through a bit of an online dating spree uh, where I met, you know, a couple of different potential, uh, which I'm not going to call them a couple of different potential. I I ended up with one and, you know, she's definitely long-term potential wife material. Uh, But I met a lot of, I met a lot of different. Progress definite progress. And I met a lot of different people and I realized that um, in doing so, there are a lot of people out there that don't share my values. There's a lot of people out there that were not the people that I wanted in my corner. And I'm not just talking about relationships of loved ones. I'm talking about relationships of friends and family and the people that we hire and the people that we play sports with on the weekends and realistically who we surround ourselves with. And I remember, um, a conversation with my current partner. We went out on our first date and it was, it was a lot of fun. But I remember her, one of her questions was, you know, what are you, what are you looking for? You know, what do you want in your life? And I said, I want a cheerleader. I want someone who's in my corner that's got my back, that's going to shout praise to me, 
that even if I'm wrong in public, they'll back me. And then in, you know, when we get home, they'll be like, man, you were fucking wrong. <laughs> letting you know you were wrong, but out in there, I'm going to tell you how great you are and how right you were, you know? And I think that's really important in this stance that we, we need to look for those people, Troy, you know, if I was to say to you and, you know, I'm, I'm mindful that some of your friends and family might hear this, but if you really think about your close circle, how many people around you share your dreams, your passions, your desires, your mindset, your goals, and who are openly every day pushing you towards them? How many? Pretty much zero. In a, in a town like mine, um, being sort of ski town and everybody's just sort of, you know, cruising through life or, or just trying to live like the ski bum dream, um, it's really hard to surround myself with anyone with any sort of big goals or ambitions or, or similar to what I'm sort of trying to do. Um, so it's constantly trying to find that motivation and then also trying not to get not drag down with them, but um, getting into their lifestyle set of, you know, mm -hmm. going out all weekend and everything like that. Like they don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I can't go out on a drink because all week's going to be so stressful and stuff like that. So it, it, I do have um, like a couple of older guys that I uh, that might own a business, maybe not the size of mine or whatever, but they completely understand. Um but yeah, the people sort of my age and in my circle, it's, it's pretty yeah. much non-existent. <laughs> so Troy, second thing, you've got to add to that. You've got to start to actually venture outside of your current space, your current circle, and look for those people that are going to inspire you. Those people that are going to, like, better use for word, hold your hand through these, these times and that are going to be like, like they get it. You know, I, I actually love this because like, once again, I went through the same thing. You know, one man, I surfed all, all my teens, uh, early, really early twenties. And I made a choice in that time that I had to stop because for myself, and I'm not putting anything onto the culture of it as a whole, but for myself, I would get sucked into the surf culture. I also got sucked into the, the ski culture. You know, I would board every year, you know, I'm an instructor by trade. I can do, I can be an instructor by trade, you know, and I love snowboarding and I had to remove myself from that, that that snow season every year. Like, you know it, every yeah. year, June, we all rock up. We have a blast for three months and then we come home poor, sore. And <laughs> start again. Start again. And <laughs> yeah, that's why I moved this. here. I'm trying yeah. to find the balance. <laughs> yeah. And so I personally had to remove myself from that. And, you know, that was for me when I started to see massive growth and massive, massive changes. I'm not saying that you all have to do this. Like, don't cut off the things that you love. I'm saying that for me, I had to, because I, I knew myself. I did a lot of self-discovery and it might sound like I'm, I'm quite confident in all these things, but it's, it's gotten me to that. You know, I was really influenced by others. I was really like someone would have a negative thought and they'd talk about it and it'd pull me down. Someone would talk about something that was happening in the news and I'd go into that spiral of shit. You know, someone would put negative doubt into where my businesses were going and I'd, I'd move through that as well. And for me, I needed to remove myself personally from that for a period of time so then I could come back and I was able to go, you know what? No, I've got my, my barriers. I've got my own values now and I'm able to move through this stuff. And you can sort of block it out at that point because you know the other side of it too. It's just going, they're, they're doing what they're doing, but I choose not to do that even though you might be going for a surf or whatever, but you're not going to get stuck in that, you know, three times a day culture and you, you can't think of anything else. So. I think yeah. you stop enjoying that as well. You go a little bit and it's nice for a period of time and then you just find yourself going, I'd rather want to do my thing 
Right? You yeah. get bored of it if it's not what you want to do. And I think 100%. the longer you do that, the more you'll find people in your life that actually they're the same. They're like, cool, let's do this for a little bit, but then let's work on our dreams. Yeah, yeah like don't get me wrong. I love, I love a good night out. You know, Arena's got a great story she could tell of me of a great night out, um, but it's once a year. <laughs> You know, it's, it's yeah. one big blow out a year. Special, and, special occasions. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that. And I also love that I get to wake up with clarity every day. You know, I, I don't have those, those, that noise inside my head anymore. And, you know, like I said, I agree with you. Like sometimes it pops up. I'll, I'll be around people that um, are sitting in that space and I, I have to remove myself and I've done it in some really, really hard situations. You know, I, I had to do it realistically to be able to jump back into this business. You know, I was in a relationship that nothing against her, but wasn't serving me in the purpose of being my best self. And it wasn't because of her. It was me. It's my fault. That's my, I own that shit. But I had to step out of that relationship so that I could become the next version of me and, and go back to who I truly was. You know, so sometimes there's some really hard choices and decisions we have to make in that space. Um. Another one that really works for, for me, and it's something that I kind of like live by now um, quite a lot is, and I do say this to people, like you got one shot. Like I'm not getting into a debate about, you know, reincarnation or what or anything like that, but I, I can't remember my last life. Can you? Life's so short, man. You got to, that's why you know, he's saying before where every single time I'm kicking goals, going hard, it's because I don't want to be doing what I'm doing right now for the rest of my life. You know, it's just, I want to go hard now and then hopefully reap the benefits in uh, 12 yeah. months, two years, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, but the, had that scary thought at the start of, well, it's been a scary thought for about two years now. It's going on the same size. I'm doing the same thing, same 20 hours every single day. Um you have to change some stuff, which is why I jumped on with you guys is where the new motivations come, like you're saying, surrounded people um, that can motivate you. Um, yeah. And then as soon as I started talk, chatting to you again, Mitch, which I haven't, we haven't chatted for what, 12 months or two years, whatever it was, it was just, it was instant. You know, I tried to tell you, I'll, I'll take three months to get on top of things. It was like two days later, I'm like, what am I waiting for? <laughs> i got to start surrounding myself with people that motivate you and um, yeah, give you that direction or even just hype up. It's like a pre-aim speech every day. Yeah. I do really want to quickly just focus on something you just said. When I say that, you know, you've only got one shot, you said life's life's short. Life is short, but it's also long. Yep. And what I mean by that is, and Troy, I'll give you a worst case scenario. Let's say you make a decision tomorrow. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's say you make a decision tomorrow and it fucked up your business. Let's just say, and everything turned to shit. Yep. Troy, what did you come into this world with? Nothing. Nothing. Yep, nothing. And what you've got right now is a massive wealth of knowledge around how to get you to this point in life, how to get you to where you are right now. If your business turned to shit tomorrow, I guarantee you, I guarantee you. And dude, if it did, I'll, I'd, I'd stay with you for free. I don't fucking care about the money. I guarantee you that within 12 months, you would be back to exactly where you are. Exactly. If not more, because I've learned everything the hard way over yeah. the years. <laughs> exactly. Right, right from the start. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot of the time when we have fear around, oh, my God, if I do this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess stuff up and things are going to go wrong. You know what? That fear is valid. But look at the other side of it. If it does mess it up, so what? Like, yep, you know what? You 
you lose a couple of cars, you lose this, you lose that. You might have to put your hat backwards and knuckle down. But man, like, so what? Imagine the journey. Imagine when you're 80 and you get to look back at that and you go, you know what? I went under. Stuff got real tight. Things got really hard. But I persevered through it and I got back to where I am and way better. And that thinking like in that, um, in that thought chain also takes away that fear that people are trying to put into you, I suppose. You know, oh, be careful with hiring that person or be careful with going too big or be careful with handing over the operations or whatever it is. You just go, well, what's the worst that can happen? Like you, you fire them or you, you, know, you downsize or you start again or whatever it is. If you can get that um, thought in your mind, it's not the end of the world. Um, and, you know, Especially when that sort of comes from family. They, they care mm. for you. They're scared for you. They just want to make sure you're okay. And you're like, just Always. <laughs> back and go, they actually just care for my well-being. And they want yeah. to be sure that I'm okay because they generally worry and they mm. would worry if they were in that situation themselves. So you know they mean well, but it doesn't serve mm. you in that moment. Exactly right. I always try and do, um, try to remind myself that, um, but yes, every now and then, obviously, it's just better of you and you start to think, oh, maybe, like I was saying before, am I too deep? Am I too big? Am I this and that? Well, then you talk to someone else who, you know, you know they are your biggest cheerleader and they're going to tell you, no, nah, just do your thing. You're on the right track. Just don't yeah. make uncalculated, stupid decisions. You thought about this, didn't you? So if you thought <laughs> it through, then go and do it. Yeah. yeah. You also, and I did this, I've done this twice. I did this when, I did this recently, actually, and I did this when I was 24. You sometimes need to have hard conversations with those loved ones and you need to let them know, Hey, what you're actually saying here isn't helping me. You know, I need someone in my corner. I need your support. And while you can verbalize what you're thinking, I need you to understand that I'm not you. And I'm also, I'm really smart. Like I've gotten this to where it is and please back me, please believe in me. You know, as a child, you'd believe in me at sport. You'd always tell me how good things were, you know, and this and that. And I need that again. I need that still because what I'm going through is scary. Like this is hard. And like, I, I don't always know what I'm doing, but what I do know is that I always want your love and your support and your care. So please just give me that, you know? And I had this conversation recently with my own mom actually. And, you know, like God love her. She knows nothing about business, nothing. And she was having a conversation with me because she'd seen a couple of my ads on Seek around what I was paying staff. And she's like, you shouldn't be paying people that much. They, they, they don't get paid that much. And I was like, mom, mom, they, they do. And she was kind of like, you know, that could be money that the business is making and you could grow it. You could do this and that. I'm like, mom, that's just what you've got to pay people these days. Oh, be careful. Like, don't look. And I was just, I just said, mom, you know what? This isn't really helping. Helping. You know, this is my industry. This is my sector. I know what I'm doing. And you know what? Sometimes I don't, and that's cool. And I'll learn. Um, but all I want you to do is just call me. Let's have conversations. Maybe let's not talk about business. Maybe just ask how life's going. Let's have conversations about that. And if I want to bring something up about business, I will. But you know what? Mom, please just, just give me some support. Lie to me every now and then and tell me how great it is. And, and you, you, you saw my ads and wow, they were well written. You know, or something like that. Like just have my back. You know? The way I was thinking about it as well, you know, before he's saying that your grandpa was the CEO of that company and you got paid well. And my, my parents are always similar. One was a judge and one was a teacher. Um, and they're, they're just, 
in that, right, whether you get that good job and they look after you and everything. And that's sort of what I'm trying to create for my employees. Um, you know, you have those people that are comfortable and are looking for that good job, um, which I'm trying to back them so they are they feel insecure as well. Um, and it sort of makes me feel good as well if they're having that same feeling that my parents have. It's like similar to working for the government that's always secure, it's always there and everything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just a bit of a feel-good feeling in terms of when they come back and you know that they're, you know, they're happy where they are and you know, they can actually plan their life around that job and everything as well. Yeah. If you want to talk about like the mindset space of it as well, there's, there is the element of, you know what, you can do your, your daily journals and your mind, you know, meditations and doing sport and all of these things. And for myself, yep, some of them work, some of them don't, they change over time, but it's also just about keeping active. You know, if you're, if you're doing things and you've consistently got the time and space to actually just go down those rabbit holes and think about what they've said, that's on you. You've got a choice to actually stop going down that, that, that path. You've got, you've got to make the choice and you've got to take the action to keep yourself busy in such a way that, yeah, sure, you know what? Someone can say something, but it doesn't mean you're going to think about it for the next six months because you're busy enough that you don't. Yeah. And, you know, with yourself, you play your sport, you do a lot of activity stuff. Maybe there's some meditation stuff. Maybe there's some calming exercises. Maybe there's this, maybe there's that. But at the end of the day, as I said before, it all comes back to the fact that well, if shit goes wrong, who cares? You know, you've built this. You've done this. You've got it to where it is. I'm pretty sure you've got some money stashed away. You've got some things there for a rainy day. You've got, you've got things sorted. How old are you? Uh, 31. Man, you've got your life pretty, pretty nicely like wrapped up in a nice package for 31. You know, own that, own the success, own what it is that you've done. And on that note, how often do you celebrate what you've achieved? Not as what I've achieved. I just try to live life pretty much to the fullest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've never actually, I don't obviously do it enough is actually stand back and just look at, you know, look, look at what's happened or what, what we've achieved and what we've got in front of us over that yeah. five year period. Yeah. Words are really, really powerful. And I mean, really powerful. A couple of uh, moments ago, you made the comment that, you know, you've been in the same space for three years. You haven't grown. You haven't. That's not true. You know, you have. Oh, there's always been stuff happening. There's yeah. always stuff happening. If you step back and look at well, even just the last three months, what you've built and in, in implemented into that business, you know, even just you as a person, look back to you three years ago. You are so different. There's so much growth that's occurred in there and you need to start reflecting on that you need to start stepping back and going wow what i've achieved is incredible and own it and celebrate now if you start doing that on a consistent basis and celebrate your wins and you know the lessons you've learned and what you've had to overcome you will start to feel instantly how successful you are and then you will not have that is it the impersonator complex Wait, imposter, the imposter complex. You have imposter, the imposter complex. You talk about it often. Yeah. Uh, I just always think like, who am I to tell someone else what to do? Because like, if someone comes to me and asks for advice, I'm really happy to do that, but I will never push anything onto someone. And I feel like I only know like a little bit more than other people, but it turns out I actually 
do know my space really well and a lot more than other people, but I don't realize that. What I know yeah. is there's so much more to know and so much more to do. So I sometimes feel out of place a little bit and I feel like, okay, like, why, why do you want to listen to me? But then I notice how valuable it is. It makes me feel really good because I've been helping people. But yeah. to get to that point, I just sometimes, I don't know, sit in that space where I'm like, okay, no, I actually, yeah, yeah I know a lot. Like I can actually help people, this is great. But I need to I remind think, myself of that. Yeah, um, that will just build over the years, I suppose. The more and more people you keep helping and um, yeah, yeah the, the more and more information you keep feeding out there, I'm just going, oh, actually, I know more than pretty much everyone in your space. Yeah, and I, I just love when like I get that message afterwards, like, oh my God, I got so much out of that meeting. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad because for me, that feels so simple that mm. I feel like it's not providing enough value. But then in the end, like it makes a massive difference for someone else. So you doing what you know actually makes a huge impact on someone else's life. And do you find with the, oh, no, you're sorry, you keep no, going. you go. I was going to say, do you find, um, you know, he's saying like celebrate this and reflect. It's probably another thing would be, connecting with people that are like-minded again to reflect with like I don't think um you know a lot of the people in my social circle actually understand you know those small wins or what I'm doing or anything like that so you won't actually get you know the the, the appreciation out of each other like having that conversation yeah yeah you that's the whole thing but you need to find these people in your life you need to have them in your circle and I guarantee you those people will be celebrating their own wins yeah, and that's like Irene was saying, you, you got that backwards and forwards. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear when people say, like, um, you know, have a huge win or even just their day to day thing, what they achieved or whatever. Um, but I don't really have those connections in my life down this way. I have, um, like I've got a few friends that are, they're all over like the East Coast of Australia. And I have that one friend, and like, we're, I don't know, like, she, she's German. We're very open about, like, finances and like I don't know if it's a German thing we just talk about that stuff and I was really <laughs> like we went we had some business and and when we when I first started this and I was telling her about the first few wins I was actually she's very competitive and a very driven person and I was actually worried in the beginning to tell her anything about how well we're going because I didn't want her to be angry at me for doing well or being mm -hmm. jealous of anything and eventually I just like made myself vulnerable and said like far out, like these are the challenges that I'm facing and it's going well and it's really fun. And she turned around and she turned into my biggest cheerleader. She's like, this is amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I was just blown away because I didn't expect her to react like that. But just opening myself up in that space, I felt safe around her. Like I wouldn't yeah. talk, to, like, talk about that with everyone, but because it's important to her, she just reacted completely different to what I thought. And now she's like, oh my God, like, like tell me what happened. And she just was really interested. She's not here. Mm -hmm. She's in Newcastle. So yeah, yeah. you make connections and you can have them everywhere. Um, That's what I'm finding more. I have met people overseas from Melbourne and stuff that are more, you know, in um, big corporate environments and everything like that. And uh, yeah, they're the sort of friends that every time something happens, I start to reach out to and they're, they're just stoked for you. And then they start talking about, you know, the achievements they've made and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's still sort of, you obviously miss the face-to-face -face or the day-to-day -day sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's always just got to put it on my list to get out there more often or yeah. try to find those connections locally or whatever. Yeah. You've got to change your circles sometimes. You know, you've got to put yourself in unfamiliar situations so you can meet new people. 
you know, they're out there. I guarantee you, even in a small town, you know, or no matter how small somewhere is, they guarantee there's some successful people around or even just people that want to share wins or want to, you know, talk about things. We're, we're, we're taught as children not to, not to be cocky, you know, not to go and talk about how great we are or not to like celebrate too much. And I think that's a really sad thing if taken to the extremes. And when we're taught things as kids, we normally do take things to the extremes, you know? And so therefore we start to feel uncomfortable with talking about, as you just said, Arena, about how well we're doing in something. And you've got to shift that because if you start to feel a negative emotion, when you think about yourself doing well, then you're already setting yourself up to fail in that. Yeah. No, dude, give me a rundown right now. Give me five things you're proud of right now that you've done over the past five years. Shave my dreadlocks off. Yep. <laughs> that was the first stage of getting out of the snow button lifestyle. Yeah, um, but yeah, when I moved to Jindabyne, I was in crazy credit card debt. I had nothing to my name. I had a, a Mitsubishi Magnum. Uh, it was about a thousand dollar car when I moved back to Australia. Um, and then yeah, worked four months for a mountain. When I got back here, I've been doing seasons around the world before I got back here. Um, and then just sort of seeing the opportunity for doing weekend work to get out of debt. And then, um, yeah, one thing led to another. We've got five trucks. That's one win. Um, that's what, two. Not... Getting rid of the dreadies was, hold on a sec. That's, that's number one. Three. Yeah. It's three. <laughs> getting rid of the dreadies, yeah. getting rid of the debt, and having yeah. five trucks. Yep, keep going. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a warehouse, office, showroom, everything that I own, nearly outright. Um, we've got, as of not, next week, nine employees. Yep. Um, Operations and, manager. Yeah, it starts Monday. Um, you know, all the guys work four day weeks. I haven't got there yet, but I'm still pretty flexible on my Monday. Yeah. Um, you, you got know, two different homes in two different locations yeah, on the sea, on the everything. snow. Yeah. You got a beach house. Yes, yeah, crazy five years, man. <laughs> Tell me about those <laughs> awards you just won. Oh, I'll grab them. Hang on. <laughs> um, where are they? Um, so one of them was trade business of the year Congratulations. Uh, which is thank you very much this is snow snow monaro's region so um everywhere between threadbow perisher kuma jindabyne bombala nimitabel it's a pretty big region um on the way out to canberra um that was nominated by the community and the council um so it had nothing to do with us at all like no self-nominations or anything so i was, I was stoked with that one um, and then the other one was Employer of Choice. So that's the Employer of that one's choice, my personal favourite. Employer of Choice. Yeah, that so that, that was self-nominated where I just go through with, um, you know, standing programs and the reasons why we do our four-day weeks to um, incentivise people to live here and still live the life that they want while they move here because everyone moves here for snowboarding or mountain biking or something. And they end up, because it's so busy here, working five, six, seven days a week and just, you know, um, losing the benefits of being here. Um, so that was my big idea with the four-day weeks. And then um, they're also trying to compete with the, the big um, big companies like Snow Hydro and stuff like that, which pay people five, six grand a week to do near nothing at work, um, still, tr you know, competing with them um, as a small business when they're just down the road sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that, that was another win. <laughs> definitely more than Congrats. five there yeah what i want you to do i want you to write them down i want you to put them somewhere where you can look at them consistently you can see them they capture your eye you know copy it have it in multiple places you know 
too often we aren't, we're, we're focusing on what we haven't got, where we aren't yet, as opposed to where we were and where we've come from and what we've done and what we've achieved. I, um, I actually have heard about this writing down your brag load. I've got a brag. <laughs> so every now and then. <laughs> Yours would be huge, Mitch. <laughs> look, look at that and have a look at what, if you know, if I felt really comfortable just having like bragging about something, these are the points that, something that I achieved and even just writing it down, you celebrate it for yourself, which yeah. we don't do enough. We yeah. And I think it's going back to like what Mitch said, you, you don't, you got, you brought up not to brag or to tell anyone. So it's sort of, you're just holding this in, you just sort of chip day by day, um, which is another one of those fears I was talking about. I don't want to be that 60, 70, 80. And you, you've done all this work and all this stuff, but you never actually appreciated it, mm. um, which is well, I've been putting a lot of work into that recently of, of trying to sit back, but just being so busy where I think I've just got to make the time. Do you do like a scheduled time day or week or just whenever you feel like it, just go, look what I've done. Look, I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, I, I'm at a point where I, I have a pretty, like, I, I love my life. Like I love the way in which I've structured it. And I love, and for me, the, uh, the simple fact that every day I can look at that in the structures that I've got has got, it reminds me of what I've done. You know, the ability for me to be able to take my kids to school every day, the ability for me to be able to go and have a, an hour lunch every day to finish at three or four. You know, of course, I work more than that sometimes. But for, the, for me to have the ability to travel around Australia and around the world with my son, who's uh, competing in jiu-jitsu, you know, all the things that I get to do are a constant reminder that I've built the life that I want based off the achievements that I've achieved. You know, so it's the simplicities. It's, it's when you walk into your beach house Put a sign at the door that says, you know, you're home, you've made it, like, well done. You know, when you walk back into the office, right, have a sign that says, this is yours, you've created this, you own this, well done. You know? My answer is oh, good. I like a different answer, you know? My answer is I do it when I feel bad. I'm like, hang on. Like, I just need to remind myself. Just to bring of, yourself back up. Yeah. Back. And, See, and if you have a bad day, I'm like, I haven't gotten anywhere. You're like, hang on. Like I Look what you've done in the last nine months or 12 months, yeah. And the best is that you want both those answers. You yeah. want the proactive. You want the proactive reminders, the, the affirmations, the, the things that show you. Man, when I get into my car each day, I'm like, fuck, well done. Like, you've got this. This is yours. You did this. You know, when I walk into my beautiful home, it's, it's like when you do these things, you need to have those moments. You need to sometimes create cues and triggers, NLP. To make yourself feel that emotion as opposed to just just let it go by. And then, as yep. Arena said, you want to have something that when you are feeling down that you can do that picks you up. You know, someone you can talk to, something that you do, something you eat. You know, I love pizza. I love ice cream. I eat a lot more of it when I'm feeling that. And it reminds me, you know, all those things. You know, and also record it. Take memories, like don't just let yourself go, like take the photos and take all the things that you need to, to be able to remember where you came from and what you've done and where you're at. You can just play this podcast episode every now and then, just that snippet. On like, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't listen to it again, will you, Rena? No way. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, and then we, we, we've talked about, you know, the negative impact from loved ones and friends and everything. What about from, you just say from like customers or employees or something like that, like I find myself 
if I've got this massive list of things to do and then an employee is just having a bad day or something, I'll go out of my way, just forget every single thing I'm meant to do that day, anything important. And like, it might not be anything to do with me or whatever. And that's my only energy and only focus to sort that out. And then the whole day is gone and they might not even be happy. It's got, like I said, it's got nothing to do with me. It might be a family issue or something. Um, what do you do in those circumstances just about letting go or just saying, you know, it's above me or yeah, what direction we, do you go? Yeah, we actually just talked a little bit about this in our last podcast. And I, I talk about it a lot. It's something to remember is that you are not your business. Yep, they're two separate entities. On a legal structure, they're two separate entities. You know, yeah. if you're a sole trader, different call. But yeah. still, if you want to talk about theoretically, they are. You are not your business. When someone has a problem or a, like a, a gripe or a, a negative review or they're unhappy with the business, it's with the business. It's not with you personally. Yep. If you find yourself getting sucked into that kind of stuff too more, then you need to delegate it at your point, delegate it out to someone else to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for business owners out there that are listening that don't have the ability to do that just yet and that are getting too triggered by it, you know, set yourself a rule. One, anything that comes in that triggers you, don't deal with it that day. Yep. yep. Breathe through it and do it the next day. And that's, that's the only way to do it because you'll be way more efficient at doing it. You'll be better off doing it the next day or when you've had a chance to calm down or not be so emotionally invested in what's come up for you. Okay. So firstly, you aren't your business. So therefore delegate out shit like that. That's going to, because you will have a way bigger emotional trigger to a negative thing in your business than anyone else will. Cause it's yours. Yeah. It's I've like your child. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always said you have uh, yeah, 99 good customers. One bad customer can make you forget about those 99 really good appreciated customers that paid on time. But, you put that much energy into that. Yeah. But how, when was the last time you read a positive review? Oh, every day. Good. Read them more. Make it make it like a gratification board of your your positive customer reviews. You know, one of the things that we used to do at um, you know, when I had all the gyms was for every client that had achieved a certain result, we'd take a Polaroid picture and it would be littered around all of the offices in the gym. So that anytime there was a negative feeling from a customer, you'd simply look at this wall with hundreds of Polaroids on them of all these happy customers, and you'd be reminded, you know what, we do a really good job. And yes, this one person's unhappy. But all I'm going to do is learn from it and I'll have a, I'll, I'll, I'll see, do I actually need to change anything here? Is there any real substance here? Is there something I can do and change? And if there is, great. Thank you so much for highlighting something that needs to be fixed. But if there's not, fuck that. I'm really it's sorry. Their problem. Yeah. Their problem. That's someone else feeling something. Especially if it's out of your control. Yeah. I think that, yeah. am I in control of this situation? Could I actually change anything? That's a good question to ask. Like for myself, can I do anything about that? And if not, like I, I'm still learning to get that thick skin. But if I'm not in control, I'm not in control. I can't change anything about that. Move on. Yeah. Probably circle back a few times, but I just remind myself, like I can't change it anyway. So, like you move on quicker. Yeah, yeah. I got to get that thought in my head. It's always been that. um, trying to help everyone and then it's just what you do in business really yeah. like that's your, your your job is problem solving to a certain extent and then someone's got a problem you put so much energy and time it might be a hundred dollar invoice and six hours later you're still emailing and talking to the customer trying to figure out a resolution mm. <laughs> dude go and print out the best 10 reviews you've got for the business and put yeah. them on little plaques around the around the offices you know in in and not just small put them big so that when you, are, like when you walk into that office, you see that plaque and you read it. 
you know, and your staff read it and everyone else that comes to your showroom or whatever, read these reviews, not just, don't just put them on the van. Don't just try and sell people by them, but put them in the office so that you use them to pick yourself up each day. Fuck. I love Sarah, Sarah, you know, she said all these things about the business and wow, she was so happy. That's great. I actually have like um, a bit of a different approach here because there's this, yeah. this restaurant. <laughs> it's Stockport Kitchen. I love Stockport. I haven't been in since the plug. So when you walk into Stockport, they have this huge negative review above their kitchen counter and it's just so funny. To what me. is it? What does I, it say? I don't know what it says, but it's just like, that the service was really bad and the food was horrible and they go, we'll never go back there again. It's just massive over their counter. And they're just wrapping it. <laughs> I, I walk in there and every time I read that review, I'm like, there's always going to be that one person that's unhappy. The food is amazing. And we mm. go there all the time. So yeah. it, it's just, you know, only because one person had a hissy fit one day doesn't mean it's a bad business. And yeah. they were in a different location and their customers will now travel 30 minutes longer just to eat there. Do you know that? I just love that. Do you know we talk we talk about that a lot (laughs) in session? It's called it's called the B Rabbit strategy. You know why it's called B Rabbit strategy? Who's I'll see if you know Troy, do you know who B Rabbit is? No. No. Do you know who Eminem is? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. In eight mile. What's his name in eight mile? B Rabbit. It's his rap (laughs) name. Yeah. What does B Rabbit do to win the rap battle? Well, I haven't I, seen that for like 20 years ago. <laughs> I like all the negative traits that he has. You know, he says, I am small. I am. He just, he just lists everything that they come at him with. He highlights all the negatives in his life, all the negative traits that he has. He owns it. He owns it. What else have they got to say? Nothing. Rap battle, yeah. done. That's what they're <laughs> doing there. They're simply showcasing, hey, this is my, this is, this is all that we've done. This is the negative. This is the worst thing you could say about me. It's going to work. And you know what? You look at it and everyone in there laughs about it. And I I really like it because, okay, cool. Yeah, someone said that. Let's just make it a joke because there's always, you can't get it right for everyone anyway. No, no, I've only, just in the last 12, 24 months, been focusing on not letting that get to you too much. Um, But yeah, every now and then they'll catch you off guard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's when you let me treat it first, and then if it's really bad, he just like deals with it. Mitch doesn't care. (laughs) Mitch doesn't care. Mitch get negative reviews. Stop wearing your hat backwards. I'm like, no. No, I like it backwards. I like the way it is. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just just what it is. This is me. If you don't like it, deal with it. This is our business. If you don't like it, deal with it. Thank you. I've, I've taken under advisement what you've said. You know, really great point. Really valid. But it's at my business. It's not at me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like that idea of, yeah, segregating yourself and business, which I'm really stoked to have the operations manager coming on for that reason because everything's still, um, you know, Troy is see the sky. Um, and I've been trying to build that for the last 12 months to get big enough to say, see the sky as a company. And, yeah, I work for it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just getting in that mindset of, of letting, that, letting that go. Yeah. Treat yourself like an employee. You know, let let the business sit above you. It sits above, it sits above you in an illegal stance. It protects you. You've got trust. You've got all this stuff to protect you on a on a monetary legal stance. Let the business protect you as well with your emotional stuff. You know, love it, love it. 
Look, guys, I feel like that's a, that's a nice amount of things to take away. And I really do hope that that helps with, you know, yourself and what you're feeling. It helped me, you know, it helped mm. me to go through some of the stuff that I'm just to re-talk about it, just to, to hear it again, just to, you know, I, I go through stuff as well. And, and to hear these things and to know that we're all in the same boat, you know, we're all going through the same things is, is so much help in itself. Yeah, exactly. You're not on, on your own. Um, yeah, just struggling. I think every single person, every single person growing a business goes through, um, yeah, the, the anxiety and the, um, yeah, the constant stress and everything like that. But it's just learning how to, to break away from it and, and taking the good and defending the bad. Yeah, yep. 100%. Yep. Look, guys, I like it. Thanks for coming on, Troy. No worries. Thank you. Really appreciate the call. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.